0: Would you turn back to Genesis 39? I have entitled this message, What is Faith? What is faith? Thanks. two goals in bringing this message. The first goal is I want everybody by God's grace in this room to understand what faith is. That's my first goal. And my second goal is that every one of us, men, women, boys and girls, young people, old people, it's my prayer that every one of us believe this morning. And if you have not believed before it's my prayer that you will believe today. Believe the gospel. What is faith? Hebrews 11:6 says without faith it is impossible to please God, not improbable not very difficult. It is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I hope that describes me and you this morning. People who diligently seek him. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith. There is no salvation apart from faith. Me and you actually believing the gospel. By grace are you saved through faith. And that that faith, it's not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. So every one of us ought to be encouraged. Faith is a gift. He can give this gift to me. I want it. Four times we read in the scripture. The just shall live by faith. The Lord several times said to people. Thy faith hath saved thee. Thy faith. Not somebody else's faith. Thy faith. The faith that you've exercised. Thy faith hath saved thee. Go in peace. Now with these scriptures in mind, what is faith? I believe that we have it set before us in the most simple terms that you're going to find in the scripture, in this passage of scripture we just read from Genesis chapter 39. Now I love. Biblical illustrations. When I try to come up with illustrations. They always seem to fall flat. And uh, and men's illustrations aren't that good in the first place. When it comes right down to it. The, the Bible illustrations are so much better. This is an illustration of faith. Given us by God the Holy Spirit. Therefore I'm excited about this illustration that God gives us. <clears throat> in Genesis chapter 37, turn back there for a moment, we read of Joseph being the favor, the favorite of his father. Look in verse three. Now Israel or Jacob loved Joseph more than all of his children. The other 11 took a back seat to Joseph. He was special to his father. And he made him a coat of many collars to represent to all of his brothers. He's my favorite. You can imagine what issues these fellows had as a result of this. Now Israel loved Joseph more than his children because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. When his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all of his brethren, they hated him. And they could not speak peaceably to him. They despised him. They got irritated every time they saw him. And then you're familiar with his dreams. And Joseph, verse 5, dreamed a dream and he told it his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose and stood upright. Behold, your sheaf stood round about and made obedience to my sheaf. And his brethren said to him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us? Or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and his words. And he dreamed yet another dream and told it to his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. The whole created universe worshiped me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee in the earth? Or are we going to lay on our face in the dirt before you? Yeah, they will. Yeah, they will. Well, you know the story of when he's going to his brethren, verse 18. And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit. And we'll say some evil beast hath fired him, and we'll see what will become of his dreams. We'll take care of him. Well, you know that Joseph uh, intervened and had him sold as a slave rather than being killed. And this 17-year-old boy, I was a senior in high school when I was 17. This 17-year-old boy is brought into a country where he doesn't know the language and he's sold as a slave. And what I think is so beautiful about this story is we don't read of him uh, complaining about his circumstances. He knew who sent him there. He might not have known why. As a matter of fact, I feel sure he didn't know why at this time. He'd come to find out why. But he knew who sent him there. And he was there according to his father's appointment, his heavenly father. And this period as I said, covers 11 years in his life because he was only 17 when he went into Egypt. And by the time he was 30, he was made the head man in Egypt. And if you were going to have food, you had to go to him for it. And that was after he spent two years in prison. So this covers an 11-year period in his life. And we're given something of the beauty of this man's character. Look in verse 1 of chapter 39. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, he was a very high-ranking official of Pharaoh. He was somebody in Egypt. Uh, He bought him (laughs) of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. He bought this young man. He didn't know... uh, the language of the Israelite at this time, different languages, but he bought him, I suppose, to work and feed. Somebody could teach him how to work, and that's what he intended for this man to do. And then we read in verse 2 these beautiful words, and this is the key to Joseph and everybody else, and the Lord was with Joseph. Oh, I covet this. I want the Lord to be with me, don't you? The Lord was with Joseph. Joseph was in this stranger's house. He didn't know the language. The Lord was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now the Lord was with him. And because of that, he was a prosperous man. What that means is everything that he touched turned to gold. Everything he did succeeded. The Lord was with him. And the Lord caused everything he did to prosper. Now you can be sure that uh, Potiphar observed that. Everything he does is a success. He's the best at everything he does. He is benefiting me. This man is benefiting me. He felt very good about having Joseph. He saw his hard work. He saw his diligence. He saw his success at what he did. Joseph made the best of a very difficult situation. And his master observed this. He was watching his every move. Verse 3, and his master saw that the Lord was with him. Now, this man was a heathen. He didn't know God. He didn't know the God of Israel. He was an Egyptian. They worshiped the sun. This man was a heathen. Yet he saw that Jehovah was with Joseph. And it was the Lord who prospered everything Joseph did. How did he know? Joseph told him. You can be sure of that. Joseph told him. I'm sure that Potiphar came up to Joseph and he uh, complimented him. He thought, everything that you do is, is prosperous. And Joseph said, let me tell you why. The Lord's with me. And I have no doubt that he told Potiphar who Jehovah is. He's the creator. Potiphar, you're in his hands. He's God. He controls everybody and everything. And I have no doubt that he told him something of the way of salvation. You see, he had the same faith that Abel did. He talked about how Abel could only approach God through a blood sacrifice. I can only approach God through a blood sacrifice. He preached the gospel to Potiphar. That's how Potiphar knew. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Potiphar heard something and he saw that everything that he touched turned to gold and he knew why Jehovah was with And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord, Jehovah, made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace or favor in his side. I suppose he did. Huh. I'm making all kinds of money off this guy. Everything that he does turns out being for my benefit. I'm sure he did find favor in Potiphar's sight. And you know, I just on the side, your boss... Ought to be glad he has you working for him because you're doing such a good job, because you're working so hard, and you're benefiting him. Your boss ought to be thankful that he's got you working for him. Now, that's the way Potiphar felt about Joseph. This man is benefiting me, everything he does. Now, Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him. Oh, how Joseph served him. And look what Potiphar did in verse 4. He made him overseer, and that means, the word means he entrusted him. He entrusted him. He made him overseer. He entrusted to Joseph all that he owned. He put in his hand. Now that's the trust he had for this man, Joseph. He saw that everything he does prospers, the Lord's with him. And he put everything that he owned and deposited it all into Joseph's hand. Verse five. And it came to pass from the time that he made him oversee over in his house at that very time. And over all that he had That the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The very moment he entrusted everything he had to Joseph. That is when the Lord blessed everything the Egyptian had for Joseph's sake. Not because of his act of entrusting. But for Joseph's sake. Everything God did. He did or Potiphar for Joseph's sake. And Potiphar knew that, and he was very thankful for Joseph. Verse six, and he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he knew not aught that he had. He didn't even know what he had. It was all in Joseph's hand. What do you have? Asked Joseph. Asked Joseph. All he had was the food he ate that Joseph gave him. Every day. All he knew he had, Joseph has everything. And all he knew was the food that Joseph gave him that very day to eat. And it's pointed out, and Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. That's only said of David also and Absalom. The Bible never makes an issue of someone's looks the way it did Joseph. He was a very good-looking man, well-favored, and that's going to play on into the latter part of the chapter as we see when he uh, resists the temptation of Potiphar's wife. But um, he's got a beautiful character, doesn't he? And we can benefit, oh, we would all do well to imitate this man in all of his ways. But if all we see is the beauty of his character, we don't really see the meaning of this passage of Scripture. This passage of Scripture is given to teach us what it is to trust Jesus Christ. Now, like I said, it's my prayer that every one of us without exception will trust Jesus Christ today, right now, the way Potiphar trusted Joseph. Now remember the title, What is Faith? Potiphar is a type of the believer. And Joseph is a type of Christ. And Potiphar trusts Joseph with all he had. And that tells us what faith is. I don't believe there's a clearer picture of what faith is in all the Word of God than this story before us. Now, the first thing that I would say concerning faith, and this is very important faith cometh by hearing. That's what the Bible teaches. Faith comes through the ears, it doesn't come from what you see, it comes from what you hear. Turn to Romans 10. Hold your finger there and turn to Romans 10. You can't believe something you've never heard. Now, when you hear it, if it's true, you know it's so as soon as you hear it. But you can't believe something you've never heard. Romans 10. Verse 13. For whosoever. Are you whosoever? Are you? Yeah, you are. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach? Except they be sent, As it's written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. I love the way it says how beautiful are the feet. You know, if you see a, a picture of a bunch of feet, you won't even know who the person is, will you? Just a bunch of feet. How beautiful are the feet. I want to be a foot, don't you? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel, preach them bring glad tidings of good things, but they've not all obeyed the gospel for Isaiah, saith the Lord who hath believed our report. So then faith cometh by what? Hearing. Hearing. What mean you're doing right now? Hearing the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Now, Potiphar heard about the Lord. You can be... Sure of this, Joseph told him in no uncertain terms why he was a prosperous man. The Lord made me this. The Lord was with Joseph. Do you think Joseph hid that? You can bet he didn't. He gloried in the Lord. The Lord was with Joseph. You know, Joseph is actually mentioned in the Hall of Faith in Hebrews chapter 11. You know what it says? Hebrews 11.22, by faith Joseph, when he made mention of the departing of the children of Israel, and gave commandment concerning his bones. Now that comes from Genesis chapter 15, when God appeared to Abraham and said, your seed is going to go into a strange land, and it it's through, through, through Joseph, and you're going to be there for 400 years, and you're going to be turned into a nation of slaves. And then I'm going to judge them, and they're going to be brought out. Joseph knew that. He heard, and he believed. He said, when God brings you guys out, take my bones with you and bring them back to the promised land. He knew it was going to happen. You see, Joseph was a man of faith. He believed God. He believed the word of God. Do you believe the word of God? You know, I believe the Bible's the word of God. I know it is. I know it is. This is the word of God. He believed God. Now, I think of 1 Peter 3, 15. Be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason for the hope that's in you. Now, I have a hope. Let me give you the reason. I'm going to pretend like you asked me. Give me a reason for the hope that's in you. Well, here's what it is. If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, here's my hope, God didn't spare his son. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not? What could possibly prevent him from freely giving us all things? Here's my hope, here it is, who is he that condemneth? Nobody can condemn me. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? God justified them. That's what Christ accomplished on Calvary's tree, my justification. My sin was put away. Who is he that condemneth? It's Christ that died. Put away all my sin. You want to know what my hope is? Jesus Christ the Lord. Who he is and what he did. What he accomplished in my behalf. Do you look into your works in any way? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. All my eggs are in this basket. What he did is nothing. I don't need anything else. That's my hope. That's my hope. That was Joseph's hope. Look in verse 3 of Genesis 39. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. Now notice the master saw something. He saw that the Lord was with him with him. Now there is a type of faith that could be called blind faith. Saving faith, is not blind faith. Blind faith is the faith of the atheist. He believes something. He takes a leap into the dark and says there must not be a God. Obviously there is a God. When an atheist takes this leap of blind faith, there's no light with it. I mean everybody is born knowing God he is. Somebody created the universe and nobody created him. He's all powerful. I mean, people are born. And in order to not believe that, you got to take a leap into the dark, don't you? Now, Potiphar didn't take a leap into the dark. There's something he saw. He saw that the Lord prospered Joseph and that everything that he did was successful now you can only have faith true faith in a christ who is utterly successful isn't that so he looked at joseph god made everything he did to prosper you see he must be successful the lord jesus christ because of who he is He shall not fail, nor be discouraged. If you believe in a Christ whose intentions can be thwarted, whose will can be thwarted, if you believe in a Christ that desires to save somebody and died for their sins, And yet that person may end up in hell anyway because he didn't do the thing he needed to do to make what Christ work. You believe in a non-existent Christ. You might as well believe in uh, Easter Bunny or Peter Rabbit or somebody like that. They can do you just as much good. Um, There's no such thing as a Christ who is not utterly successful in whatever he intends to do. He was... Utterly successful. Before we go any farther, let me uh, remind you He by Himself, He by Himself, that means with no contributions from me or you, no help from me or you, He by Himself purged our sins. That means they're gone, they are no more. Hebrews 10, 14, by one offering, he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. That's Christ we believe. Someone who cannot fail. When he said it is finished, my salvation was accomplished. Now, do you believe on a Christ who can save with no contribution from you? That's what Potiphar saw. He saw someone who was prosperous, someone who could not fail. Do you believe on that, Christ? The one who cannot fail because of who he is. Verse 4, And Joseph found grace in his sight, favor in his sight, and he served him. I Think of, uh, uh, I find favor. I favor Christ. I want to be saved by Him, don't you? He can't fail. He can't be discouraged. I favor Him. I, I want to. What do you want to be saved by your works or by what He did? That's a no-brainer, isn't it? Uh, I favor Him, and. You know it says Joseph served him. Christ serves me. The Son of Man came not to be ministered to, but to minister, and to give His life a ransom for many. He washed my feet. He washes my feet. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him. And you know what Potiphar did. He made him overseer, and that means he entrusted. That's what the word means. He entrusted (laughs) over his house and all that he had, he put in his hand. Would you give me every dime you've got and trust me? To take care of it, if you would, you're a fool. I may have the integrity to never use any of it for myself, but I guarantee you, I don't have the wisdom to make sure you don't lose it. Uh, If you gave it all to me, you'd probably end up losing it all, and uh, you'd be a fool if you did it. You wouldn't entrust everything you had with anybody but someone who you knew was completely trustworthy. Will you entrust all the salvation of your soul, all of your spiritual interests to him? Is he trustworthy? Yes, he is. This is what Potiphar did. He saw, I can't go wrong in trusting everything to him. Everything's just going to be better. Now, that is a sinner trusting Christ. 2 Timothy 1.12, Paul said, I know whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed to him. I have committed the entire salvation of my soul to Jesus Christ, the Lord. And I don't have a plan B. I don't have something else. If who he is and what he did is not enough to save me without any contribution from me, I won't be saved. I've committed. I have. Right now. I've committed the entire salvation of my soul to him. How about you? Are you trusting him only to do everything in your salvation? You're not looking anywhere else. You're not looking to any experience you've had. You're not looking to any intentions you have. You're not looking to any resolution you make. You look to him alone. Listen, faith, faith is if you put an and to faith, trust Christ and, you messed it up. It's no good. It's not real. Trust Christ and. I don't care what it is. It ain't faith. Faith is in Christ alone. All your eggs are in that basket. You don't have any other hope but in him. Well, that's what Potiphar did. He made him overseer over all his house. And all that he had, he put in his hand. And it came to pass from the time, verse 5, and it came to pass from the time, that very time, that he made him overseer in his house, that he entrusted everything to him. Now, this is what faith is. You don't have a plan B. You don't have any, any additions. I think of what the Lord said in John chapter 6, verse 29. When he said, this is the work of God. That you believe on him whom he hath sent, period. Nothing else. You trust Christ only to save you. Listen, if I'm going to be saved... I'm to trust Christ myself. My parents can't do it for me. My the preacher can't do it for me. I trust Christ myself. I entrust the entire salvation of my soul to him. Are you doing that right now? Are you? Well, if you're not, I hope you do right now. Right now. Today is the day of salvation. Don't wait till tomorrow. You don't even know if you have tomorrow. And as far as waiting, that's thinking about something you're going to do rather than what he's done. Uh, don't look back to yesterday's uh, experience. You don't even know if it was real. Trust Christ right now like he did. trust, the salvation of your soul to him. Notice, he saw, and he put. <laughs> he saw and he put everything into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he made him overseer in his house, and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. <laughs> and the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had. In the house and in the field. Now here's the gospel. The Lord blessed old Potiphar's house for Joseph's sake. And if I'm a believer, if the Lord saves me, he's blessed me for Christ's sake. Ephesians 4.32, be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. You know why I'm one of God's elect for Christ's sake? You know why I've been redeemed? He shed his blood for me. You know why I'm justified? He put away my sins and gave me his righteousness. You know why I'm redeemed? For Christ's sake. <laughs> not because of something I've done, but for Christ's sake. You know why I'm regenerated? For Christ's sake. You know why I'm preserved? For Christ's sake. <laughs> you know why I'll be glorified? Why I am glorified. For Christ's sake. Everything old Potiphar had, he had for Joseph's sake. And everything the believer has, God gives it to him for Christ's sake. It's not a response to you. It's a response to his son. It's a response to what his son has done. And what did he do? Verse 6. He left all that he had in Joseph's hand. All. All he had. He left in Joseph's hand. To this extent... He knew not aught that he had, save the bread which he did eat. What do you have? Well, whatever Joseph has. (laughs) I, I might not know all the particulars, but I know Joseph has it. And whatever I have is what he's in control of. And I look only to him. And all I have that I know that I have is the meal I'm eating today. That reminds me of manna. That manna that came down. You couldn't eat yesterday's manna. It would breed worms and stink. You couldn't save the manna for tomorrow. It would breed worms and steaks. The meal you have, you look to Christ right now, right now, right now. God commands all men everywhere to repent. Please don't try to figure out if you're one of the elect. Please don't try to figure out if Jesus Christ died for you. The command of God is for you to believe the gospel, to entrust the entire salvation of your soul into Christ's hand, knowing that you need nothing else. That is the evidence that God has done something for you when you believe the gospel and you believe right now. And I love the way it's pointed out that Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. Jesus Christ is a goodly person. He's well favored. He's the fairest of 10,000. There's nobody like him. And you know what? As he is, so are we. In this world. You know what that means? That means I'm a goodly person and well favored in Christ Jesus. Because He is my Savior. And as He is, 1 John 4 17. This is why we can have boldness on the day of judgment. Because as He is, so are we in this world. Oh, may God give each of us, if we never have before, grace to be just like Potiphar and entrust everything into his hands. He is worthy of complete trust. Nobody else is, but he is. Let's pray. Lord. We ask in Christ's name that you would enable all of us, for Christ's sake, to be like Potiphar and entrust all into the hand of thy blessed Son, who is able to save to the uttermost all that come unto you by him. Lord, create saving faith for Christ's sake by your spirit, by your grace, for your glory. In Christ's name we pray, amen.